You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded hoes. Hey guys, welcome back. It's Danica and happy almost Halloween. I am joined virtually by Riley and she has left us for the great beyond, i.e. Gibsons. Very beyond. I'm home 40 minutes further away. I might as well be back from New Zealand. <laughs> it feels so far. Um, how's your trip? What? Why are you even out there? Why did you leave me? What? So codependent. <laughs> um, my partner just hired an Airbnb because we were supposed to be away for the uh, whole weekend and wanted to extend it because he had some extra days off. And I ended up staying back in Vancouver, working a ton, but uh, still came out here for the uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Speaking of working, um, I'm really working on trying to get this podcast onto Apple iTunes, but for some reason, iTunes just does not want us. Um, I had my friend come meet me for coffee and work on it for like an hour plus because he's more technologically sound than I am and iTunes just will not have it so whatever that's fine Uh, apparently a lot of the big podcasters have started doing exclusivity clauses in their contracts so I know Joe Rogan I believe he is doing just Spotify anyways so oh well well just we're in um we're in good company with uh being on Spotify so iTunes can suck it no, but don't because I still want, I still want you to love us. <laughs> but let us on also. Yes. Um, on. Why do you think that they're not letting us on? Is it because we're slurs? Slurs. Um, honestly, I have no fucking <laughs> clue. Uh, they have certain stipulations in regards to the dimensions of your photo and all this stuff. And I've repeatedly sent in the same photo with exact dimensions in the JPEG or whatever they request, but they just deny it every time. So I have no fucking clue. Have you tried using a completely different photo and oh, not yeah. one that's... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been trying for, like, a year and a half now. So, yeah, I've done that. Thank you. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Look. Look. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, well. What can you do? But on a more positive note, we threw out on our Instagram the um, request for some FSSW workers... And we want to hear from them and see if anyone wanted to be on the podcast and get their voice out there and speak on their experiences. And the response was huge. I had so many people writing in saying they wanted to be on the podcast as a full-service sex worker. And that's super exciting. Of course, I want to give everyone a chance to speak and give everyone a voice. But unfortunately, I have some constraints on how many people I can have on the podcast. So I did narrow it. I did, I did narrow it down to um, I did narrow it down to three lovely ladies and I'm just in communication with them setting dates for those different interviews which um it definitely got me to thinking about how many women are on the Instagram wanting to and men and different self-identifying people wanting to have their voices on the podcast and wanting to be interviewed so me and you spoke about putting out more in search of post. And for example, you know, we talked about survival sex work and about retired sex workers. So definitely keep your guys' eyes peeled for those posts. And if something comes up that you want to speak on, definitely message and let us know. And we will try to get as many people on the podcast as possible. 
And also if you think that, you know, you have a unique um, viewpoint of sex work or uh, you had a partner that was in sex work, you know, like reach out and uh, we can chat about it for sure. Definitely. What else have you been up to this week? Um, I've been working a little bit actually, more than usual. (laughs) Um, No, I've been pretty busy actually. I've done quite a few um, gigs lately, which has been really nice. to kind of catch up a little bit um, with that sort of thing. And also we've done a bunch of photo shoots together. So many Um, photo shoots this week. Like so back to back too. I think we each had like four in one week. Yeah. Uh, But that's exciting. I'm like really excited to get those photos back as well. I just need to like dedicate the time to go through it. All that good stuff. So yeah. Um, I mean, you've done heaps as well. Yeah, I did four in one week. I, um, well, me and you shot with Appleton Imagery at that pretty lucid place, which was sick. It was such a cool uh, setup they have there. Very similar to the Color Factory in New York, which I've also been to, which is, it, it's such a sick, uh, a sick experience. But this one was more so just based on the idea of taking photos in the rooms rather than interactive rooms. But really cool. I think we got some really good photos for that. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing those ones. And there's so many different rooms as well, which I like. Like, obviously, usually when you go to a photo shoot, you have a couple of different outfits. But, yeah, to have different colors and different themes. And, yeah, I think I, I think it's going to be really sick to get those back. Mm-hmm. Aside from that stupid Ooh. fucking tub. <laughs> <laughs> so in one of these damn rooms, it's like all these rubber duckies and toilet paper and this really nice white um what's it called like a claw tub what is that called again like a soaker tub but it's there's a name for it a clawfoot tub clawfoot tub right yeah and beautiful and it was packed in with a bunch of duckies in it that you could like sit on and Riley went first and she took all these adorable little dainty photos with her skinny ass and then I <laughs> I went to like get in to do my photos and the tub fucking like fell on me <laughs> And there was a sign on the wall that literally said, be careful because the tub is not secure. And you scoffed at it and then got into the tub and it fell backwards. And Vana, the photographer, has this photo of you like... (laughs) Mid-air. Oh, fuck my life. (laughs) Anyway, enough of that. (laughs) oh fuck skinny bitches anyways um yeah no that was a really good shoot and then we had a shoot in a really cool warehouse style like studio apartment with uh one of your photographers yeah so we shot with uh at sk underscore portrayal and it was really fun we did a shoot that a different style to what we had usually done uh we had like power suits like matching power suits and did a couple like we there's some photos that we literally look like a lesbian power couple who like reigned a small town in Europe <laughs> okay we are a lesbian power couple but anyways go on <laughs> reigns a small town in Europe <laughs> <laughs> um, but no that was really fun and I'm yeah su- I, again super excited to see those photos mm-hmm. and then I also shot with at velvet angels underscore van city and his name's Harold, and he was awesome. It's crazy how, like, his, where he shoots, it's a small area, and it's very, like, 
you wouldn't expect the type of photos you get from that. And he's just very talented. We did a bunch of fucking oil. So that just always makes your skin and your body look sick. So that was really fun. And he was, had a very chill demeanor, which is always nice. Um, and I, of course, dragged Riley along to be my behind-the-scenes photographer, videographer, uh, which <laughs> she loves to do. <laughs> yeah, and then I constantly get called, like, creep. And it's great. So, no, but it was great. I also shot with him a couple months back now, maybe in like June or July. So, um, it wasn't super weird for me to like pop up. He knew who I was. He's so lovely and, um, makes, it just makes you feel super comfortable. Like, yeah, no, he's, he's so great. So I would definitely recommend if anyone wants to get some saucy, saucy looking photos to hit him up. Mm -hmm. I was just going to say, if you're anyone in Vancouver or the Vancouver area, and you need some photos specifically like for work or Instagram or, you know, just anything to make you look kind of like hot and sexy, um, at velvet angels underscore van city. He's, he's awesome. And, um, yeah, I recommend you sliding into his DMS and, and arranging a shoot with him. And then I also shot this week with at T D J underscore photo. And we did some photos in his really cool, huge open concept apartment here in Vancouver as well and we got some really cool photos because it's his the whole place is really like windows and natural lighting and we got some really awesome ones there so just look out for those I'll be posting them soon I have like an abundance now of photos that need to get posted and I try not to do multiples in a day so I have like 80 80 pics that are going to be like posted over the next year (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's I, I have a backlog for sure. I still need to go through like a photo shoot that I did a month ago and and pick out some that I some that I want edited. It's just so difficult and like time consuming to go through them um, as well. And yeah, I shot also last week with uh, Tom Gould Photo G is his uh, handle, and uh, he does a lot of projection work. So he does it at night and um, it's nude, and then he projects artwork onto you. Um, so he's, he's working on a series like that at the moment. So I'm, I'm super excited to see um, those ones because I'm basically going to be more or less a silhouette. Um, so, yeah, again, something a little bit different. Yeah, I know. Uh, we had, like, a lot of shoots and all – we got some really good photos of them and all the photographers were really awesome. So, yeah, shout out to all those guys. If you ever need suggestions on who to shoot with, definitely you can message – at uh, 50 plus a tip Instagram or, you know, Riley's Instagram. And we're more than happy to recommend photographers we've experienced. For sure. Everyone has like their own style as well. So if you let us know kind of what sort of photos you want or or style we want or how you want to look or what you want to use them for, we can definitely give you some suggestions of people that we've shot with. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah. Um, So it's coming up to Halloween. Uh What are you doing? Yeah, back to Halloween. <laughs> um, I am. I've done a couple Halloween things here and there. I uh, what did I do? <laughs> I went to the drive-in because All the Go Drive-in has all the spooky movies right now. So that was really fun. Posted up in the car and just um, had blankets and got popcorn and, and junk food and watched a scary movie, which was is nice. And then um, me and you are going to Man Farms with a bunch of our friends coming up here. So that will be really fun. Hoping to get the pumpkin patch in too before before Halloween comes. So I'm running out of time. And I did hit up a haunted house in Vancouver 
That was fun. I really want to be an actor in one of them next year because I love being a creep and I just think it'd be super fun to like scare people and I love dressing up. So I'm definitely going to do that next year. How about yourself? What are you not up to for Halloween? Or do you have any plans for Halloween? Yeah, I mean, as you said, we're going to do the Haunted Maze together and that's coming up soon, I guess. And I did it last year and it was just so much fun. So I'm really looking forward to uh, to doing that again. Uh, my... I've dragged my poor partner to the pumpkin patch like two two times now and I will probably drag him again because I've turned into like a basic bitch and it's like monstrous like I just want pumpkin spiced anything I force him to take me to pumpkin patches so I can take basic bitch photos like the poor man has just a beyond amount of patience uh but yeah uh also just been watching like a bunch of scary movies with um my roommate who really loves horror films as well. Um, and I don't know if Fright Night is going on at p and but if it is, I'm definitely going to hit up that as well. Oh, my God. We should totally go. I was supposed to go last week, but um, I didn't get tickets in time. But it's called uh, Slay Night. And, yeah, it's still on. It's just that, like, limited capacity or whatever, so you have to get your tickets in advance. But I'm pretty sure they're all sold out for Halloween weekend. But, um Oh my God, I'm totally down to go to that. I love, love Fright Night. It was like the highlight of my years. (laughs) I love like amusement park rides as well. Like roller Mm -hmm. coasters, anything that makes me feel like I could possibly die. Love it. No, I'm the same way. I'm such a fucking adrenaline junkie. I love, like, I love scary haunted houses. I love fucking rides. I love going fast. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm here for it. And like haunted amusement parks are like everything I like combined into one. Um... The only thing better would be if someone was, like, paying me to go, which is why I drag clients places. hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. I – so for, like, roller coasters and stuff as well, when I – especially when I was a kid, but I still do it, I, like, push out as they put the harness down so that uh, it's, like, a little bit – around. the ride goes, yeah. <laughs> I just like the extra scare factor of it not being Yeah, but you're such a liability cool. to them. This poor, like, 16-year-old kid is going to get sued because you, like, didn't let him do his job properly. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, shove my elbows in. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I think I have a death wish. Mm, it's looking that It's sounding that way. Yes. Live, live uh, what's it called? Diane, stay pretty. Exactly. The Botox is wearing off. It's time to go. <laughs> time to end it all. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else has been going on this week? Oh, I, (laughs) so I'm sure we might have some new listeners (laughs) and like, Hey, props or free advertising. I, I love when people decide to like post about me and use the podcast because, Hey, I didn't have to pay for that advertising. Great. Um, bring me more listeners. That's fine. But, uh, yeah, no, this, uh, girl I've never even heard of before apparently started messaging friends of mine about me and uh, made some posts about me in the podcast on her Instagram. And yeah, so I guess she listened to the podcast and I don't know, thinks that because I went somewhere, her boyfriend was there or sorry, her ex-boyfriend was there and and we're lovers now. Um, But just like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) we're clearly engaged now. But no, um, just like I thought was what an obvious disclaimer was, but apparently I need to say it for people that might not be as intellectual. Um, Just because you spend a night with someone doesn't mean you're sleeping with them. So if I ever talk about clients that I'm spending the night with, 
it doesn't mean that there's sex involved. And I think people maybe don't understand that people pay for companionship. It's not always a sexual thing. And yeah, so whenever I have a guest on or me and Riley talk about, you know, being paid by a client to go do something or grab a coffee or, you know, you know, whatever, um, it is exactly what we're saying it is, you know, so coffee isn't like secret lingo for like a blowjob or whatever, like, but I guess people like, wait, wait, what? (laughs) So I guess, I don't know, people like to have their own narratives because it, you know, helps them cope with whatever they're coping with. I get that. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I guess she was messaging some of my friends, telling them to like ask me to call her. Um, but you know, I obviously am not going to do that. It's just not worth my, my time and energy, um, to talk to someone I don't even know. I mean, plus she was being extremely disrespectful, so I'm not going to feed into that um, kind of toxicity. It's not um, who I am. So, but yeah, I guess the only thing I would say to this person is that, you know, I know it sounds like what I'm gathering from it is her and her partner broke up. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm getting from it. And, you know, she's, she's hurting or whatever. But, and I get like, I get relationships are fucking hard and I get that breakups can be super shitty and I also know that people who are angry are usually just you know hurting and they want others to hurt too and they want to hurt others to make themselves feel better and I get that's why you know people go on social media and try to blast other people and and whatnot but it appears this this individual in question obviously has like a lot of hate in her heart especially towards other women and I really hope that she changed that one day because that's I just can't imagine being that kind of human and I also hope that, you know, she finds a, a healthy way to heal whatever's broken inside her and to be able to move forward from whatever she's dealing with in the, in the moment because obviously, like, she's a very sad, sad individual, right? And no matter how much, what, no matter what I think of someone, if I think they're, like, you know, a shitty person, I still, like, I still hope good for people. So hopefully, yeah, she, she gets the help she needs and, and whatnot. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, everyone has had a bad breakup or a rough breakup in their life, but it's, you know, it it is up to you how you handle that and attacking another woman is like never the way to do that. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. Everything that we say on this podcast, we know is going out to the public and everyone has the right to listen if they want to. And, you know, speaking so freely about what we do and stuff like that, like, of course, you're going to get people that don't like it, but, you know, I don't think we've said anything that we would take back or that we thought would be hidden from someone. Like, if you put something out there, like, you ha- you expect everyone to hear it. A hundred percent. And I know, I know one of my friends said she made a post about how, like, it's not my fault. Like, she's open as a sex worker. And hell yeah, I'm totally open as a sex worker. But I, and I have no problem, like, talking to people about it. But the thing is, the way when a square or someone who's not in the industry is like using the occupation to like put someone down, like that's my thing. It's just like extremely immature and extremely like an insecure move um, on their part. But you know, whatever. It's <laughs> I guess I don't know. Fuck. I guess if I you know lost someone I cared about. And then I found out that another girl was, like, getting paid by them because their company was so good. Like, my my feelings would be hurt, too. Like, right? Would I handle it the way she handles it? No. But 
So, like, I don't know, I sympathize for that, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Especially when it's, like, an industry that you don't understand. And, you know, it's, yeah, it's, like, as you said, like, in sex work, you get paid just for companionship to go to coffee or to do Halloween stuff. And so when you're feeling hurt and you feel like you've given away all this free emotional labor that you were eventually hurt by, you could feel a little bit like, I don't know, like, like tricked or I don't know what, like the right word. Or like, yeah, ripped off or not fairly compensated. No, I, I totally, I've I've been, I try to like understand from another person's point of view, but like even that, like, I still think she's very much in the wrong attacking someone she doesn't know. You're not going to achieve what you want to achieve, right? Like you're not going to hurt my feelings. Like you're, you're irrelevant to me. I don't know you. And I know some people reach out, podcast listeners reach out and they're like, oh, is this like that person? And I just, I don't even bother answering because if it is or isn't, is irrelevant, right? It's not important. And even if it isn't, I don't want to say no because then it might, someone else might be like, wait, I think I know who it is. And it just kind of like perpetuates people trying to find out who clients are. So if she wants to believe it's this person, she's more than welcome to believe that and run with it. Um, You know, I'm sure there's like nine other people who think it's their ex-boyfriend. So... (laughs) Let's be honest. 100%. Yeah, hundred percent. Everyone listens. They're like, "Oh, that could be my ex boyfriend." So, whatever, take it up with your ex boyfriend. Um, but yeah, so yeah, happy, uh, happy healing to her, and um, yeah, hopefully, you know, she stopped trying to attack other women because it's just not a good look in my books. It's not cute. No, it's not attractive at all. Anyways, uh, on to more important things. How's work been for you? Good. I've been working quite a bit. Um, definitely had some interesting gigs. I've worked with you a lot as well. Uh, yeah, we did one gig up in Whistler a couple weeks ago. And the booker was really lovely and wanted to get us booked together. But um, I pretended to be someone that I wasn't. Like, uh, yeah, which was interesting. And I, I am now Kim. <laughs> Kim with a Y. (laughs) Because, so what happened was, I got booked for a gig, and I was trying to get Riley booked, and I, which is literally the story of my life. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers for that. Um, And they had wanted this girl named Kim. And in Kim's photos, her face was cropped out, and she was a slender girl. So the booker was like, hey, I know you really want your friend Riley to work. Uh, can she just pretend to be Kim for this for this thing? You know, her face isn't in it. Whatever, it's the same body type. They won't know. So then we go to the <laughs> we go to the gig, and they will not. Then they do. <laughs> so they're like, "Oh yeah, Danica." And like, obviously, like I am my photos. I'm not catfishing like someone. <laughs> and uh, the one guy about halfway through pulls me aside, and he brings out his phone, and he brings up Kim's photos. <laughs> The actual Kim. And he's like, Danica, be straight with me. This isn't Kim, is it? He's like, this isn't that girn- girl, is it? This isn't a partner. And it was so awkward because I'm like, ugh, I hate people like, trying to confide in me and be like, you're a legit person. Be honest with me. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I was like, no, that isn't her. Like, I think they made a mistake. But like, I guess like her name's Kim too. <laughs> so then... She's just Kim with a Y. So then... 
So then Riley was just like, yeah, I'm, I am Kim. I'm Oh, I'm Kim with a Y, not Kim with an I. <laughs> oh, and we laughed and we laughed. <laughs> oh, that was funny. That was yeah, a, it was such an... It was definitely like an awkward situation to be in because like obviously I submitted myself for this gig and they wanted Kim and again like it was really nice of the booker to to want us to be booked together and to push for that. But yeah, it was definitely like an awkward situation. I was like, they're gonna know. Mm-hmm. And they did. So <laughs> that's <they> that. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert, they found out. Uh that was funny, fuck. Um how how else has work been for you? Um, good. I've had I've been up to Whistler a lot actually, like two or three times. Yeah, since there's a lot um, of gigs there right now. Yeah, and it was snowing up there last time I went. Um, but I don't know. It's been really good and steady. I've definitely had some gigs that have been really emotionally draining with men just pushing, constantly pushing our boundaries, um, which is obviously something that you have to deal with and uh, kind of have to be on top of, but when you have back-to-back gigs of like men not understanding your boundaries or understanding your boundaries and then not giving a shit about them, uh, you definitely feel uh, emotionally drained and almost violated. You know, a hundred percent. Yeah. How about you? How's how's your work been? Yeah, work's been really good for me. I've done a lot of like we were saying. I've been. I have a lot of one-on-one clients that I see that I go for dinners with and that. And, um, most of my clients, like I, I don't know, I'm not very fake at all in any aspect of my life, but works no different. Like I'm very much Danica through and through all the time. So, um, yeah, so they know, like they know me, they know that I love Halloween. I love going and doing escape rooms and stuff. So anything like remotely spooky. So so yeah, so I did an escape room with one of my clients and I love escape rooms and I felt so bad because I got in his car and I was like, you just need to know that this is not a game to me and I take everything very seriously. <laughs> We're not going to have fun. We are going to win. This is not a fun thing. This is a winner's only thing. Um, so most of the time he kind of stood by with a flashlight as I directed him on like what to do and what to get me and stuff because <laughs> I'm just very controlling. I'm, I'm pretty sure... I've done the same escape room as you as well. Yeah. Like, cause, yeah. Cause we were talking about it. It was good. They have it like some really good other ones as well. Yeah. Well, there's that one I sent you that I wanted to go check out with like live actors and stuff, but apparently like a bunch of the escape rooms have closed down either like due to COVID or because it was very much like a fad thing a few years back, which is unfortunate, but yeah, definitely, definitely unfortunate because I, yeah, I fucking love escape rooms too. I did one where they didn't have live actors, but it was definitely like they would open doors and like throw things at you when you weren't looking, which was like terrifying because um, <laughs> you, you get put in this like asylum type thing and they really like set it up. There's spooky music. You're like 40 minutes into it and then like like you, you have a baby thrown at you. like. <laughs> Whose child is this? <laughs> Facing away and it like hits your feet and you're like, Jesus. <laughs> that's actually awesome. Um, yeah, that's that's fun. I also um, went to Van Dusen Gardens with a client of mine who is like one of my favorite clients. He's such a sweetheart. You met him. He's like the nicest thing ever. And uh, he was like, I want to do Halloween things with you. I know you love Halloween. Van Dusen Gardens has 
a Halloween edition like they have for Christmas, like the lights at Bandus and Gardens. Uh, let's go do it. So we went to it, and there's nothing Halloween. And then I was like, are you sure? Like, it was Van Dusen Gardens? He's like, 100%. So I look on the site, and no, they closed their Halloween stuff down for 2020. I was like, oh, whatever. But Van Dusen Gardens is beautiful, so we went and enjoyed a nice day there and had a nice meal at the restaurant there and then hung out. And, yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, most of my time has been with um, my one-on-one clients just because, I don't know, I parties, you just never know what you're going to get, right? Like, you never know – what kind of guys are going to be. You don't know what girls you're working with. You don't know if the money is going to be good um, and whatnot. Plus, October has been super slow for work, I think, also because, like, people are scared of COVID again, and it also is becoming flu season, so people are weird about, weary about that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so – but otherwise, yeah, work's been good. But, yeah, switching gears a bit, a couple of discussion points for us. Uh, first off, men in the DMs asking for your number because it's in quotes easier to communicate that way. What do you, have you experienced this? What, have, have men ever slid into your DMs? What is your... Wow. <laughs> Excuse DM. me, but I had a unsolicited photo in my DMs yesterday and the day before that I was requested as a sugar baby for five hundred dollars. So this is your boyfriend into my DMs. It was my boyfriend. <laughs> in his multiple accounts. His <laughs> <laughs> <In> seven accounts. <laughs> he me on all of them. Wow, committed. Um, no. I was talking to some friends about this a couple days ago about the what I feel is the less threatening and like most right way to ask for a girl's number or to get a girl's number or to exchange that sort of uh, information. And I just think that it's, it puts the woman in such an awkward position if you ask for their number, because then they have to either reject you, which like, like it's just dangerous sometimes, like obviously not so much over Instagram, but you know, it just puts you in an awkward position where you have to reject the person or make up an excuse. And so, like, if you ever want to communicate with a woman over, like, a phone number, um, first of all, if you're already doing it over Instagram, it's really not a big deal. You're obviously communicating just fine over that platform. But I would suggest just giving them, your like, your number. So then they have the option to text you if they want to, and they don't have to, like, weirdly reject giving out their number. Mm-hmm. No, I think that all the time. I was talking to a guy friend about this recently. And what I always do is when I see a guy I like, I go, may I give you my number? And then it's like, it's up to them. There's no obligation. It's, they don't have to worry about me messaging if they don't want to. And I think men should do the same things. I think if a man approached me and said, may I give you my number? I can say yes and then never call him. You know, like that's, I feel safer that way. And not as pressured as opposed to someone's like, can I have your number? Then I either feel pressured to say yes, and then I'm regretting giving you my number. Or I have to give you a fake when I'm scared you're going to fucking call it in front of me. Or like, you know what I mean? Like, what are you going to do with that number? Like, it just, it really allows the person to have the control in the situation and not feel obligated to owe you anything or to do anything. So I think people should start doing that when they approach someone offering their number rather than asking for some. For sure. My favorite is when someone writes down their number 
and then gives it to you, mm-hmm. you know, that way you can put it into your phone if you want. Then you don't have to give your phone to someone to get their number. Like it's just in my experience, the least threatening way to be like, here is my number on like a physical piece of paper. You're welcome to do with it, whatever you want, no obligation. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, cause I do understand what you're saying. Like, may I give you my number, but I feel like you're still in that position where you're worried about saying no. If someone just gives you their number on a piece of paper, then you don't have to say no. You can just take the number and do with it what you will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, I think just like the minimal amount of asking a man to do anything thoughtful is like the most realistic. So let's just get them to that point first and then we'll move into like using paper and pens, you know? <laughs> yeah exactly fuck um but yeah I can't stand people are yeah messaging me um fucking dms and then we're you know we're conversing back and forth just fine and then they're like oh can you add can you text me it's just easier it's like this is working just fine this mode of communication is, is just fine you don't need my personal information with my personal phone number yeah, like, what, are you poor? Do you have no data? Like, to explain yourself. Yeah, are you a green a green texter? <laughs> wow, <laughs> oh, too funny. So, what do you think? If someone messaged you that, what would you say? Um, I would probably, yeah, just say this is working fine. Like, we are chatting. You can see when I've read a message, that's fun for you. I can see when you've read a message, that's fun for me. Super, <laughs> super fun for me. Yeah. I can still call you using like Instagram. Like I don't understand why messaging would be easier if you wanted to, if I wanted you to have my number, I would have given you my number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. I, um, but then you also get these goofs. Oh my God, this one guy on my Instagram, he replies to every fuck. He replied. Now he's not on my Instagram anymore. He replied all the time to my stories, like little fire emojis, always asked me to hang out. I ignored. He goes, like, why won't you hang out? Are you going to reply to me? He was like my friend's ex-boyfriend. So I, like, just, I guess I just let him stay on because I, like, didn't want to be rude because it was, like, friends of friends, I guess. I don't know. Anyways, and then I unfollowed him because he would always post goofy-ass stories, kind of, like, misogynistic stories. So I just fucking unfollowed him. And within, like, seconds of me unfollowing him, he DM'd me and was like, why'd you unfollow me? And I was like, wow, you really keep track of that, hey? And he's like, it tells me. I'm like, no, just say you have an app. Like, it doesn't tell you. You have an app for that. And he's like, okay, well, why do you unfollow me? And I was I know. And I was like, uh, to be honest, like, I don't like the stories you post. Clearly, we have very different views on things. And, like, I find it really off-putting. He's like, you're right. I already deleted it. Like, can you just add me again? Can we be friends? And I was like, why do you care? Like, he's on my Instagram. You still creep my shit. Like, I don't need to creep yours. And then he would also constantly – I just stopped replying. So he took me off his Instagram. Or he unfollowed me, which is perfect. And then um, – <laughs> Pardon me? That'll show her. Yeah. Well, then she doesn't look at... I'm not going to look at her things then. <laughs> oh, no. Um, and then he would always send me his phone number and be like, I didn't get your text yet. Hey, I didn't get your text yet. Hey, you haven't texted me yet. And it's like, no shit. I didn't want your phone number. I didn't ask where I'm not going to do anything with it. Like, leave me be. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I would have just, like, blocked... Like, you said it was a friend's ex-boyfriend? Yeah. I would have just blocked that, that guy. I know. I should have. <laughs> Whatever. It, it, the trash took itself out, so we're fine. But um, anyways, another thing about dating. So I listened to You Up podcast. Shout out to them. They're fucking hilarious. Uh, Jared Freed and Jordana Abrams. They're super funny comedians. They have a dating podcast called You Up. 
and I listen to it all the time when I'm driving. And one of the topics they talked about recently was, you know, people write into their podcast similar to ours and they ask questions. And someone asked about a person not drinking on a date. So my question is, what do you think of a person doesn't order an alcoholic beverage on a first date? If you guys go to a bar, go to a restaurant, and you order alcohol and they don't. Loser. <laughs> La who? <is> her. <laughs> no, I mean, I think that our society is, like, so ingrained with, like, alcohol as being a social thing, and it's so normalized that it's weird when you don't drink. But I've also dated two people who are completely sober, so have never ordered alcohol and yeah, you do. I do find that like, I you. It's always a conversation of like, why don't you drink? Um, but I don't know. I I don't really actually think anything of it. Like, if they don't want to drink, then they don't want to drink. And like, at least I'm getting a sober ride home. You know. <laughs> yes, and that's the foundation of our friendship. <laughs> I drive your drunk ass around. Uh, yeah. Well, so on the you up podcast, they're kind of consensus was that um you have to explain yourself as to why you're not ordering a drink or they're gonna think that you don't like them and that's they said that you know if I if I went out for with a drink for someone and they didn't order a drink I would think they didn't like me and that's why they were like staying sober and like going to be like heading home as soon as possible um and then you kind of have to like, explain why you're not ordering a drink if you don't explain that's weird and obviously like as someone who's doesn't really drink um, and you don't, I like, don't really order drinks on dates and like, well, I don't, you've seen me like how many times have I like actually drank like very few and far between. Um, so for me, like going on dates, I'm always sober. I don't order drinks on dates and yeah, I guess I've never thought anything of it because most people that know me know I'm sober. I use that term loosely, right? Because I will have a glass of wine on like a girl's night or something, but yeah, I'm pretty much sober. So most people that are going to go on a date with me are already going to know that about me. I would think that they're. Like, it kind of just, like, common sense that I'm not going to order an alcoholic beverage. But, um, yeah, I guess I could see if you're someone who drinks often to be, like, offended by someone who's not drinking with you. And I, I honestly, I often do explain myself if they order a glass of wine. They go, oh, do you want a glass of wine? I go, honestly, I'm not much of a drinker, but you're welcome to. Um, even though I don't really need to explain myself. But, but yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think that if you're – like, I enjoy a glass of wine. I really love beer. Um, and I do, like, enjoy a cocktail from time to time as well. But I think that if you're going to be offended by someone not drinking with you, then you're drinking for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay to enjoy a beverage if someone else isn't drinking. Like, that shouldn't make you feel weird. Mm-hmm. But if you are drinking to get drunk and you feel weird that you're going to be the only one who gets drunk, like – maybe you're not drinking for the right reasons, especially on a day. And like, could you imagine if like you had to explain yourself if you ordered alcohol? Well, yeah, that's the thing like, is like, <laughs> exactly. That's it. Like, I don't ask if I'm on a date and more often than not, like, well, the more often than not people don't drink with me because I don't drink. So exactly. They're kind of weird just sitting there getting like lit while I'm like sober, like on a first date, it's kind of fucking weird. And I would never go on a date with that person again, but I don't ask people why they're drinking. You know, it's so like, why do they ask me why I'm not drinking? And I get asked it all the fucking time. Like, were you a bad drunk? Do you have a drinking problem? It's like, no, I don't have a drinking problem. I just don't need to drink. Like, it's, 
if I get asked this one more time, like I'll go and have a drinking problem. Yeah, I'm gonna have a drinking. <laughs> if I had a drink for every time I get asked this, I'd have a drinking problem. Um, yeah, I just imagine like asking someone like why they're drinking. And they're like, look, I need to get through this date as like easily as possible. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Which is funny, I guess, because as judgy as drinkers are to, to sober people, like if I were on a date and the person like ordered drink after drink, I would be really put off. I'd be like, okay, like you're drinking alone right now. Like the person you're supposed to be trying to impress is like bone sober and you're just like getting sloppy. Like I'd be like, I'm never going to do this fucker again. And that's exactly my point, right? Like if it's okay to enjoy a glass of wine, like on a date, like it doesn't mean that you have to get sloppy and be like order sex or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I think there's a happy medium between drinkers and non-drinkers. No, I completely agree. Well, we had some listener comments and questions, as always. And some of them are questions, some of them are just observations. So the first one's an observation. And it goes, Danny, I know you're totally serious when you talk about guys because of your voice. It's just the way it comes out. Your voice gets a little deeper and you start swearing. (laughs) (laughs) Just so sick of man that you you drop three octaves, you're like... Fuck this group. <laughs> Fuck this group. Uh, <laughs> it's so funny because we were talking about this like two days ago or something, and like the difference between how we chat and then how we talk to, um, like, guy, like talk about guys or talk to guys, and then how we talk to guys that are clients. A hundred percent. And just like you're at a gig, and you just like go three octaves up, and yeah, that's yeah, that's funny that someone else noticed it. <laughs> I just let someone like observe that and like told me about it. It's like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> that is me. Everyone has like a customer service voice, or like when they pick up the phone and like, hi, like yeah. it's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I do too. And like you can, that's a hundred percent how I am, right? Like I'm super like, oh my god, you should like go for a dance, like a little like voice. And then if someone's being goofy, I'm like, listen, I'm, like touch me a fucking gun, I'll break your fucking hand, like. Um, <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> and then they, like, give me money. I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> so do you have a tip for me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, okay, a more serious question. How often should I check for STIs? Uh, that probably depends on, like, your personal life as well. Like, um, if you are changing partners, like, I would definitely get checked before every partner um if you are doing sort of full service sex work or just like you sleep with a lot of people or just like frequently um then you should be getting checked like every probably every month if not like every two weeks because it takes two weeks for things to pop up and then it can also take longer so you kind of have to like keep on it because things can just like pop up six months later a year later like you could have no symptoms, anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I've said it a million times on the podcast to that I recommend everyone getting a standing order. And you just go to your doctors and you tell them, you know what, I like to regularly get tested for STIs. You don't need to really give them an explanation at all. And just request a standing order. They're usually good for two years. And you can have everything beyond that standing order, all your STIs and HIV, all your HEP, everything. And you can use that once a month. So you can go in, it acts like a requisition. You can go in any time to a care point clinic or any clinic that takes tests and just go see them every month. 
And I would almost disagree with you, Riley. I think people should get tested every month, regardless if you're fucking married, if you're only with one person. Like, one, you don't know what things can show up. Things can show up years later. You can also, you just, sad but true, you don't know if your partner's loyal. You can think, like, to your, like, you know, you can think that your partner, the sun shines out of their ass and they would never do anything, but you just never fucking know. Like, a buddy of mine, I was talking about STIs. I don't even know how the conversation came up. And I was like, you know, men should get tested just as much as women because a lot of men are asymptomatic to things. And he was like, yeah, I got tested. And I had been with the same girlfriend for a year. And I got tested nine months in and found out I had, like, whatever STI he had. And it found out she was cheating on me. And the only reason I got tested was because someone, one of my friends was, like, talking about STIs. And I was like, oh, man, I should get tested. I went, like, a fluke off day just went. And, yeah, like, I found out she'd given me this disease. And I was like, or this STI. And I was like, yeah, like, you never know, like, that your person might not be as truthful with you or as loyal as you like to think. So regardless if you're, you know, married, dating, have one partner, you always use condoms, like, it just, it doesn't take, it takes, like, I don't know, five minutes for the test, like, do it once a month just for your own safety and the safety of those around you. Um, Yeah, and because a lot of things are asymptomatic, right? Like, chlamydia People say, you know, it's silent, but could be deadly. Like, chlamydia is often asymptomatic. and for... Silent, but violent. Oh, my God. <laughs> Here is uh, Riley with her tasteful sense of humor. <laughs> yes, silent but violent chlamydia, yes. Um, <laughs> you should make their posters for them. Put them in high schools. Uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> On a more serious. Like, oh my god! Okay, we had this one in the health clinic, like at my school, and it literally just said chlamydia. It's not a flower. Oh, okay, fair. <laughs> <laughs> it's like rhododendrons, chlamydia. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I can picture it. Okay, Riley's getting muted now. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but no, yeah, chlamydia is silent but violent. And um, men are more, like, often asymptomatic than they are symptomatic for it, meaning they don't show symptoms. And they can pass it on to a female partner. The female cannot show symptoms not knowing she has it, and they can cause a lot of damage to your reproductive ability. Um, you can, you know, left long-term, you can develop cancer, like cervical cancer from the STIs. You can be unable to have children afterwards, like, there is a lot of damage that untreated STIs can do. So like I've said a million times, just get a standing order, get tested every month, keep on top of your sexual health, even if you're using condoms, even if you have the same fucking partner. Um, yeah, just take advantage of like the ability we have to get tested. Just to speak on your friend who got tested and was like in a relationship for a year, like you also have to look back at um, when they were last tested and who they had last slept with, right? Because if they slept with someone, got tested three days later, and, I, I mean, obviously nothing would have come up yet, and then when it got into a relationship and even got tested, like, two weeks later and then didn't get tested until when you said, like, it could have been them. It might not have just shown up yet. So, like, it, you know, like, I get that maybe it's a sign that the partner was, like, not um loyal but things just do pop up which is why it's important to like get tested because you just 
you never like could it could have been you like it's so hard to track yeah that's another reason why you should get tested monthly is because then you can narrow down to where that came from right um also say you're with a partner for a year you get tested as soon as you guys get together and then six months later you're getting your months tested monthly on your sixth month of getting tests all of a sudden something shows up well you know that partner was unfaithful within the last probably two months um you know so boom bitch we got you (laughs) (laughs) the test says you're lying (laughs) and the test results are coming and you are the father um (laughs) of chlamydia um so yeah so get tested regularly my girlfriend jen duan who is awesome she posted on her story and um there's if you're looking for an inclusive comprehensive and sex worker friendly sti testing center in vancouver um the center for disease control in vancouver is um one she really recommends for sexual health testing and one person wrote into her saying that they can confirm it's the most comprehensive testing they've ever done and that they are very sex worker friendly and that they said it was a really treat and it had been something they hadn't experienced before and they thanked her for the advice. So I also thank her for the advice so I could pass on to you guys that the um, Center for Disease Control in Vancouver is an amazing place to go get tested if you don't want to go to regular life labs. For sure, yeah, I've heard good things about the same uh, center as well. And the last question here. Is SW and FSSW the same thing? So the acronyms she's referring to are SW is sex worker and FSSW is full service sex worker. So how I would answer that is that SW, acronym for sex work, is an umbrella term which we use for many different avenues of work within the sex industry. And that includes cam girls, sugar babies, prostitutes, escorting, stripping, erotic massage, porn, etc. And then FSSW, which stands for full service sex work, is prostitution. So it's actual like sexual act performing as a service. Um, how would you how would you answer that, Riley? Yeah, I mean, I definitely echo what you say. Um, to put it kind of in another perspective, sex work is kind of like saying tradesperson, with a full service sex work is like a plumber or a carpenter. Like it's um, a area inside that umbrella term. Mm-hmm, exactly. All right, so I have a question for you that I came across uh, on the internet when I was procrastinating. (laughs) If you had to, yes, (laughs) shocking, it's what I do. If you had to go into battle with only the items tattooed on you, would you survive? Okay, well, (laughs) my tattoos consist of a lot of script. So when I'm coming in with a pen and a paper, like <laughs> very sharp ballpoint pen. Yeah. Write up, write down your number, give it to everyone. <laughs> right. In a respectful, consenting way. Um, yeah, no. So I would come in with script. <laughs> and then also I have swallows. So birds, which are lovers. So <laughs> they're not going to attack anything. Uh, but I could, really, yeah. Killing them with kindness over here. Right? I guess I could train my birds to, like, peck out eyes, perhaps. And then I also would be, I'd be walking in with my ex-boyfriend. So, because <laughs> so I... you might survive, though. Yeah, 100%. That guy was psycho. So, um, <laughs> that fucker would 100% kill people. So, um, yeah, with him, I would definitely survive because 
he was like, fuck. He, I mean, he, yeah. <laughs> I, we didn't need to get all that, but he was, um, yeah, definitely a tougher individual. So I think I would stand a very good chance of surviving with him and my birds. <laughs> sort of all of yeah, I have like a sunflower. I have a bunch of plants. I have an umbrella, which I could, I've seen my mom whack a person with an umbrella. So I feel like that could be pretty handy. <laughs> uh, I have a, like a stein of beer and a pic, like a, um, Photo of me. a tattoo of a woman who you think looks like you. Okay. Well, obviously you'd survive. I'd be there with you. I'd kick ass. Are you kidding? <laughs> Yeah, so if we're going to say that's you, then I would probably, I would probably survive in battle. 100% you would. <laughs> you just hide behind me, 100%. <laughs> me and my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And if you keep listening after the end music, you guys can hear all of our fuck-ups that we did while recording this. Where can people find you, Riley? You can find me on Instagram at Van City Riley. And, and where can people find you? <laughs> As always, you guys can find me on Instagram at five zero plus a tip or email me at five zero plus a tip at gmail.com. And like we mentioned earlier, we are very much open to people coming on and having discussions with us and you know getting their voice out there and talking on their experiences. So if you do have a story that you want to share, message us. Uh, DM us, email us, and let us know, and we'll definitely make that happen. And uh, lastly, of course, as always, make sure to check out our amazing sponsors and save some money. We're sponsored by Miss Envy Botanicals. They're dedicated to producing 100% organic medicinal cannabis products available at upscale dispensaries nationwide. They have a wide variety of products ranging from topical skincare, culinary additives, and cannabis oil, as well as Phoenix Tears. All their creations are produced with only the best organic non-GMO ingredients and infused with love. Use code DANNY10 for 10% off. Truly Lifestyle Brand is an all-natural and cruelty-free skincare company that allows your skin to become its best self. They just launched two new amazing products, a facial scrub and a powder exfoliant. So go check those out. Use Truly Plus a Tip for 10% off your online order. We're also sponsored by Temptations Avenue Lingerie. They're a Canadian-owned laundry brand with a variety of styles ranging from sexy and wild to demure and sweet. Check them out on Instagram at Temptations Avenue and use our discount code TIP25 to get 25% off your entire order. That's T-I-P-2-5 for 25% off. And lastly, for hair and skin products that work wonders, follow our girl Tiffany.Valenta.Bella. Message her Danny here to get your personal hair and skin consult and save up to 40% off her amazing products. Thank you so much for listening, guys, and we hope you have a wonderful Halloween. Yes, happy Halloween. Have a wonderful week. And happy hoeing. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys, welcome back. It's Danica. And I am joined by Riley, and happy almost Halloween. <laughs> Did you literally just sing over the music? <laughs> this is not your chance to make a record deal. Stop. <laughs>
So, Good. switching gears, a couple of discussion points. This otherwise known as discussing, 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 discussing points. <laughs> From the top. <laughs> so, how I would answer that is that SW, sex work, is an umbrella term for many different avenues of sex work. From the top. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck my life. Oh. 